Welcome to Dentai's Chats, where we give you five minutes of health news because you care about health, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. Science can be oh so unsatisfying because you exist right now and you want to be healthier right now and you want to know all the information that will allow you to live as long as possible right now. But rarely can science keep up with that pace because it's muddy and it takes a lot of trials and then peer reviews of those trials and then more trials of the new theory. And even when the science seems so obvious and so correct to one extremely smart person, inevitably some extremely smart person dis disagrees. And so the cycle continues and you are left still waiting in that present moment wanting to know what to do. And that answer is, as we said before, quite unsatisfying. You must, in your limited amount of time, consider the various expert opinions and decide what works best for your life. And that quite reasonably can be going with the consensus when there seems to be one. It's certainly not fail-proof. And it certainly makes it very hard when new studies come out that debunk or attempt to debunk the status quo. So what do you do if you're a parent and you have a child who's at risk of food allergies and you've been advised for years to avoid peanuts until the child was three years old? And then you see a massive headline this week about new research showing you should do exactly the opposite and introduce peanuts to your child at a very young age and that by doing so you'll reduce the chance of that child developing the allergy. Or what if you're a runner and you've always been told that you should be hydrating frequently throughout a race? And then you see research this week that shows the exact opposite might be true and that we might be overhydrating during runs. And that these new studies show that you should be drinking for thirst, not just every time you see the water station. That by actually responding to what your body needs or what it's telling you it needs, your performance will increase and your health will be better. I would offer this as a solution to these legitimately challenging issues. Ask yourself why you actually believed the conventional wisdom. There is something to the meritocracy of ideas and that the best ones, the most thoroughly researched and vetted ideas will be the ones that you hear the most. But it probably requires a little more digging than just assuming that because it's the thing you've heard that, that must be correct. So use new research as an impetus to explore topics that have some material effect on your life and try to avoid the confirmation bias that is so easy when you only look at the headline of a story and that would come from headlines like it's official Americans should drink more coffee it's stories that reinforce behaviors that we love that so easily stand out in our minds. Do we remember the details? Maybe not. Do we remember the caveats? Almost certainly not. But do we remember the overall message that yes, I drink a ton of coffee and science says that I should keep drinking it? Absolutely. And it feels fantastic. But if you do read a little bit further, the sexy headline is usually just a sexy headline. Should you be drinking three to five more cups a day? Maybe not really as cool of a headline. For this most recent study, the Tufts professor said, we saw that coffee has a lot of health benefits and the panel also cited minimal health risks. Okay, so there might be some benefits, there might be some risks. Uh, what exactly is groundbreaking here? I guess the interesting thing about this study is that to get the real health benefits from drinking coffee, you had to be drinking tons of it, at least three cups a day. 
And there is no country in the world where average consumption is more than three cups per day. In America, it's about one cup per day. So we're back where we started. Do you dramatically change your behavior because of one or two studies that tells you to increase your caffeine consumption by a couple hundred percent? You go back first and ask yourself, why should you limit caffeine consumption? Oh yeah, it is a drug. Oh yeah, there are negative side effects. And yeah, even if I could get positive health benefits from caffeine, doesn't mean that that's the only place that I can get positive health benefits. And perhaps I could get health benefits from some place that wouldn't have the same potential downsides, like for one, not being able to sleep because you just suck down five cups of coffee. But again, this is your decision to make. I'm talking about a couple hundred percent increase. How about e-cigarette usage among high schoolers was at 1.5% in 2011. It's up near 17% now. Though, over that same period of time, seniors who were smoking normal cigarettes dropped from 18.7% to 13.6%. Dentize.com. Find a great dentist.